energy in the the arena tonight was unbelievable. It was crazy, um, and it's, it feels good. Uh, you know, we're happy that we're able to clean here and walk. We're happy that we are going to the third round, and uh, we're happy that you know the people are into it. Um, I don't think I've ever seen um, people in Milwaukee be so excited about basketball. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Bucks podcast. We are now officially into the second half of the season. We said it last episode, the season truly starts at the trade deadline. Well, some say it starts after the All-Star break because that's when everyone gets zero defense basketball out of their system. Now, if someone wants to win a championship, they're going to have to play some defense. So we're excited to talk to you about the hottest team in the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Drew Holiday, the squad, you know, maybe touch on the All-Star game for a brief moment or two, but then furthermore, just talk about the NBA landscape and how we're going to win that second championship. My name is KJ Eichstead. I'll be your host, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Alex Eichstead. Alex, how you doing? Feeling ecstatic, Bucks fans. Thank you for tuning in. Lots of winning. 12 games in a row. The Bucks are just winning. Giannis is winning in the All-Star game. You name it. It's fun time to be a Bucks fan. We're happy to li- welcome in all the international listeners, all the listeners back home in Wisconsin. Man, this team is gearing up towards this playoff run, and I'm excited to be here with you. So thanks for having me. Yep, thank you for joining us, Bucks fans, all around the world. We know that there is a ton of international listeners who support Milwaukee, and uh, we're, we're thankful that you guys listen and you go- girls listen to this podcast as well in the Ike Bucks community, a place where any take is welcome and a place where we're dead set on winning another championship because we know we're right smack dab in the middle of the window. We're in the middle of our championship window, and we need to be competing for titles every single year. So the good news is, is the Bucks are, at the time of this podcast, the undisputed hottest team in the NBA. We've won 12 straight. I know the 76ers have won four straight. I know there's teams like the Nuggets and the, the New York Knicks who have won three straight. Uh, there's teams like the San Antonio Spurs who have lost 14 straight. There's teams like the Chicago Bulls who have lost six straight. I know Lonzo Ball is just absolutely stealing money from that franchise. Uh, it's kind of unfortunate, but the Bucks are head and shoulders clicking right now. I think the only thing you can hope for is that they're not clicking and peaking too soon. It is the, the regular season once again, but the team's rolling on all cylinders. Al, initial thoughts, man. The Bucks last pod, we were talking about how, hey, you know, Boston was definitively the best team on the road. Well, the Bucks have now become the second best team on the road. They are the best team at home in the Eastern Conference, tied for the, you know, third or second best overall. And this team, no one wants to play. Giannis is going to be ready. And with them this year, Cage, is a deeper squad. This is what I see in the Bucks. Middleton. He doesn't have to really expend a whole lot right now. And the Bucks are able to carry this, you know, momentum. They're they're cooking. Hopefully they don't, you know, peak too soon, as you mentioned, Cage. But it seems like the chemistry is on point. The roster is in good shape. I'm excited about this squad uh, for a variety of factors because some players can still step up in the playoffs, notably Pat Connington. Chris Middleton, right? Mm-hmm. Guys who Grayson Allen, right? And and so I think there's a lot of potential for this team to even get better. Uh, they're going to have to go through Boston. I still see them as like you know the toughest competition. Boston yeah. rolled out uh, a kind of depleted squad against Milwaukee. It was very tight, but uh, 
you know, they're going to have give them everything they can handle. Tatum had 55 in the All-Star game. So, Bucks fans, this playoffs, you know, let's not get too far ahead, but it's shaping up to be electric. Where are you going to be? Where are you going to be? Crash course. I hope Bucks fans come right here, but but we don't want to bore uh, NBA fans and Bucks fans listening in with the All-Star talk. But let me just tell you real quick, Bucks fans, what were my main takeaways from the All-Star game? Uh, the All-Star break, and, and really what it is, is I've been saying this for a while, Giannis likes John Morant a lot. John Morant is a straight-up dog. He's a winner. He's got the eye of the tiger. He's super athletic. He's a freak. He's a shooter. He's a dunker. He's one of those guys who's a leader. He leads by examples. He's single-handedly turned around that franchise. And he's got grit. You know, he's got that, uh, you know, kind of that, like, junkyard dog mentality that the Bucks just added with Jay Crowder that Giannis took with him from the Greek slums, uh, Sepolia. And I would not be surprised if Giannis attempting to select John Morant in the uh, the All-Star draft is really just some long-term courting. Like, does anyone think John Morant will be with Memphis his entire career? Well, he's built different. You know, he's not one of these guys who doesn't have any semblance of loyalty. So it wouldn't surprise me if he does stick around Memphis for the long haul. But if he were to move... I don't think he's going to be needing to be in this like New York or LA market because he actually wants to win. I think he would be jumping at the opportunity to, to team up with the Giannis down the road. You know, obviously we going to be Drew tough Holiday. to get him out of Memphis. It will. It'll take free agency. I don't think he, he's going to be moved uh, via trademark. I think it's going to be a free agency thing. Um, but yeah, Giannis. You know, he likes playing with winners. That's why he. Uh, you know, he he chose Drew Holiday. He's always been a big guy of supporting his his teammates and everything like that um so that was my main takeaway that in in the all-star game needs a serious serious uh overhaul you know i've always been a big fan of how baseball did it and i think they're getting rid of this but i don't know why baseball made it so the winner of the all-star game would get home field advantage in the in the finals and i don't really think that's a terrible idea i know there's a lot of like hate towards that for some reason but it actually made the game super competitive every year and I remember growing up watching some of these things where it would go into like extra, extra, extra innings one one year, and they were strategizing about which position players are going to have to throw throw some pitches because this All Star game is that critical. Ultimately, the fans want to see a good product, and the NBA isn't really putting that on right now. You know, I know Adam Silver loves to tout the business side of things, like you know, load management has gotten out of control. Adam Silver doesn't really care about that. Um, Adam Silver cares about the bottom line, and I think that he was a really, really, really good commissioner for a while, but he's kind of let his the dollar signs get in front of his eyeballs a little too much, where the product is just awful. You know, like the Bucks are looking like they're going to host an all-star weekend uh, in the mid-2020s. I know that's going to be exciting in Milwaukee. I can't wait for that moment, just, you know, being pretty close to downtown myself. But, yeah, I mean, I hope the product's better, you know, because I certainly... I certainly wouldn't waste my time with that unless, uh, you know, it's a decent product. I mean, it's more like the the real treat is like interacting with other NBA fans. It has like nothing to do with what's actually going on in the court. Um, Alex, any any takeaways from All-Star Weekend before we just move on to actual Bucks and NBA talk that matters? I think All-Star Weekend is it's entertainment weekend, right? At this point, it's that's circus? how they've decided. <laughs> it's circus, you know, that's it's the circus show. That's the, they decided to make it. Um, baseball, to its credit, has something on the line. Uh, but I don't know if that will always be the case. But, uh, you know, that NFL struggling with its all-star games. 
I'm sorry, I would say the NBA is in a decent position because the stars, right? The stars are really what make up the NBA. It's a very, like, top-heavy star league. When there's big stars, they draw on a lot of fans. Um, and so the Barks, Giannis, he's bringing in new fans all over the world into the game of basketball. I think LeBron is, you know, the staple point on the other side. But I think it's so cool, Bucks fans, that our guy is literally the captain of an all-star team. Like, Every I mean, single year. <laughs> it's crazy. crazy. He plays it for Milwaukee. Crazy. And, and yeah. it's like We're LeBron is the other guy on the other side. And so it seems like, man, just another weekend. But that's imagine that rookie year. If you're a Bucks fan who's been listening or watching since rookie year Giannis, to think that he would be the all-star captain and you would just shrug it off. I mean, Bucks fans, we have really enjoyed some spoils, but let's not yes. get too far ahead of ourselves because I want to go back to that game against Boston where, you know, Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon kind of stepped up for Tatum and Brown, uh, scoring, you know, both 26, 27 points apiece and making it a really tight contest. Cage, did, are you, like, worried about Boston's depth? Uh, and I guess, how do you feel how much better they would have been if they had smart Horford, Tatum, and Brown. Do you think that the Bucks still need to add somebody, man? Man, I mean, like, am I Besides worried about... Miles Leonard. Am I worried <laughs> about Boston's depth? You know, what does Travis Scott say? Straight up! You know, yes, I am worried about, his de- uh, about their depth. Um, Boston is completely loaded. They're completely stacked. They have the refs in their pockets. They're very well coached. You know, it's just like a... They're... They're tough, man. You know, like, we're going to have to go Leaving through them Blake. to win a championship. Uh. I don't like the fact that Boston is as good as, the, as, good as they are. Just plain and simple. Uh, Boston is, is the team to beat in terms of the team in the way of the Bucks getting their second championship. I don't know if there's a team in the West that I see, um, you know, quite like Boston. I, I would even rather play the Phoenix Suns any day of the week than Boston. You know, I'd rather play the Warriors any day of the week than Boston. Like, Boston is that team for me in terms of like main nemesis but i know a lot of bucks fans uh if you look at the pre all-star break stats a lot of bucks fans are really 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 concerned about chris milton right 13 and a half points you know the guy's in like a relative contract year he's got a player option that he can uh you know exercise to to get out of his deal early and, and maybe force the bucks hand to give him like a max deal uh off an injury off these 13 points a game but this is why you listen to the Ike Bucks podcast, Bucks fans. If you look at the splits, so I'm pulling up the splits from February. So essentially, like, what have we done? What is? What have you done for me lately, Chris? Right? Well, Chris Middleton has averaged 18 points in yeah. 22 minutes. So that's Cooking. like that's like Chris averaging 40 points a game. So. You know, I'm happy about that. Like, as long as he, like, let, let's Grab say... Grab six and a half rebounds, too. Yeah, let's say he plays 36 minutes a game. Or, excuse me, yeah, 36 minutes a game, something like that. 33 minutes a game. He's going to be scoring 27 points, 10 rebounds, you know, five, six assists. Like, that's what we need our number two to do. And and you know what Chris can do? He can get a bucket from anywhere on the court, which we missed last year versus the Boston Celtics series. So, on the surface, Bucks fans, it might seem like Chris is, is, is in some serious trouble right now. But if you look at the last month, when... When the Bucks have been on this streak, when they've been rolling, Chris has played in five games. He's come off the bench for all of them, and he's put the ball in the bucket at an extremely efficient clip. Obviously, we have more firepower to support. We have Drew Holiday. We have Brooke Lopez, Grayson Allen, Javon Carter. Patty C is going to turn it on. I'm very confident. Uh, you know, I got a player and, to talk about. Yeah, Myers Leonard, maybe. 
Miles Leonard's a part of the equation, but Bobby P. Bobby P. was Bobby there P. in January, you know, averaging double-digit 16 points a game for the Bucks, And come February, you know, no Bobby P. So who are the Bucks gone out and got? Myers Leonard. And I have to say, I never thought I would see the day. But here <laughs> it is, Bucks fans. He's there to back up Brooke, who's been playing really well in February, Cage. Brooke is getting stronger in arguably his best season ever. Towards the later half of the year, I'm so shocked. It's like Brook is the guy who just continues to impress me. Like, well, it, it's insane. What do you I, think about him? Well, man, I think Brook Lopez is in a contract year himself. I think he has an early termination option himself if he if he chooses to exercise it. And he's probably like, look. I'm about to get paid one last time, Mama. You know, I'm gonna go buy the house, <laughs> Mama. Like. <laughs> I'm going to go take us all down to Disneyland. Robin, right? we're going back to Disneyland. <laughs> Robin ain't going to get the payday, so it's on me. And, like, guess what? He's right. You know, big bro. You know, I mean, there there are twins, but Brooke has always been, like, the, the better, bro- the better uh, basketball <laughs> player. And I'm just thankful he's on this team because he's one of the few people in the NBA, in addition to Giannis, in addition to Drew, in addition to Jay Crowder, in addition to Pat. Like, there's probably, like, what What do you think in the NBA? Maybe, like, 10 to 20% of players who actually play defense these days. Maybe, like, 20 to 30 on a good day. Maybe 33%. 100% have to in the playoffs. That's exactly, the thing. Exactly. But, like, the Bucks have a squad of players who play defense. And not only can Brook get the ball in the hoop uh, from three – but he can also block some shots, and he's having a great year in his, his early termination contract year. I think it's interesting about the Myers Leonard move. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna be interested to see if he sticks around. Probably uh, because not. Probably not. I would lean towards no. But in the playoffs, it's like the NBA has been trending this way to, for a while, where the center equation, uh, center position is kind of getting phased out. You know, so it's like Brooke is that center that's rare because he can shoot and play defense. But it's like if Brooks out of the game, Giannis goes center. You know what I'm saying? Like the Warriors won all those championships with Draymond Green at center. Obviously, Bobby LeBron P James goes five. LeBron James has played some center. Uh, it's really like a switchable league these days, and the Bucks kind of employ that old school, um, a little more of that old school style in terms of like their positions and, and the player profiles for those positions. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, Giannis is kind of like a new school center in the NBA. He's like a point center, obviously, but his physique allows him to, to guard centers. He's, he doesn't have quite the, uh, you know, like the, the weight that Brooke Lopez does. He's checking in at above 280 pounds. But yeah, I mean, Myers Leonard, you could do a lot worse. You could do a lot worse than Myers Leonard. Just an interesting thing. Uh, Alex, any, any other thoughts on that? Maybe before we, we get to some general, um, you know, NBA talk, I would say. Well, I'm looking at the Bucks, and one guy I have a question about, Bucks fans, let us know what you think, is KJ, is Wesley Matthews a playoff rotation player because of his defense this year again? Man, you know what my answer is to that? I don't think so. You think he's out this year? And here's why. Here's why, Bucks fans. You know, that might be harsh. I know I know, I might catch some flack for that. Don't matter to me. But the Bucks crashed out of the, the NBA uh, bubble with Wes Matthews playing significant minutes in the rotation. And, and I love Wes Matthews. <laughs> yeah, right? like, the, you know, yeah. He, he goes to a lot of Marquette games. He's, he's, a, he's a Milwaukee son, right? Like he's, he's a good he's guy. A, he's, a, he's a Wisconsin guy through and through. But when Wesley Matthews is playing significant minutes, the Bucks don't get out of the second round. And I invite you to check that because it's a fact. The, the year Wesley Matthews went to the Lakers – I believe the Lakers missed the playoffs, and the Bucks won the championship. 
And then Wesley came back last year. All the fans loved it because, hey, we love our, our familiar faces in Wisconsin, your family to us. Got to love but, a guy from Buzz Williams Marquette, right? Absolutely. But the Bucks flamed out again. Uh, you know, special thanks to George Hill, who's now shipped off. Thank the Lord. Well, here's he was going to fill his place cage. Like, Jay Crowder, man. Jay Crowder Jay is Crowder. way, 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 way higher in the pecking order, if you ask me. I love Wesley Matthews, but you cannot expect to win a championship if, if he's going to be playing big minutes. Um, maybe he'll prove me wrong. You know, maybe he'll prove me wrong. All I know is that when the Bucks did win a championship, they had P.J. Tucker playing those minutes. And this year, I can only hope that, uh, you know, Jay Crowder plays those minutes as well. Yeah, I think it's going to be Jay. I think that's like who it's going to be. Question, Bucks fans, another one. Is Javon Carter, is he able to play in the playoffs, or will he be attacked kind of whenever he's on the court? I think that's one thing Drew Holiday doesn't necessarily get you know bullied into is like shifts, rotation onto him. But Javon Carter, good defender, not saying he isn't. But Cage, do you think Javon Carter is strong enough to play in the playoffs? See, I do. See, that's that's okay. where I, I take a different stance. I actually do think Javon Carter can be a uh, you know an effective playoff piece for us. He's not going to light the world on fire, but you know who he's going to do? He's going to be able to play offense, play defense, handle the ball a little bit, and be the fifth guy on the floor. You know, he's not going to be a yeah. black hole out there like George Hill. Why George Hill played over Javon Carter last year? Nobody will ever know. <laughs> I think I think he must have Coach had some, Bud golfed with them, man. I think he must have had some That's dirt why. on Coach Bud. I think he must have had some dirt on Coach Bud. But <laughs> it didn't have. make any sense, and the Bucks fans were just livid just watching George Hill get attacked, possession after possession, livid watching George Hill throw up those zero-point performances, those one-point performances, those getting attacked destructive on negative plus-minus performances. Oh, man, it, it's just good that uh, addition by subtraction there. Um, but Javon Carter, man, you know, and you know why I believe in John, Javon Carter? Because he's got something to prove. And that's a huge thing in life. It's like when you have something to prove, you're going to work twice as hard. You know, I look at someone like Jay Crowder. I look at someone like Giannis Antetokounmpo. He got his championship because no one thought he could do it. He had guys like Stephen A. Smith saying, you can do it. You know, there's no way Giannis will ever win a championship. There's no way the Bucks will ever win a championship. And the Bucks as a team collectively overcame those doubters, those haters, and they won a championship. And I look at another guy like Pat Connington. You know, no one expected him to be this talented in the NBA. And yes, Pat, you know, oh. he could be playing a little better. But he he's he's another one of those guys who has overcome all the odds to get to where he is. Chris Middleton has overcome all the odds to get to where he is. You know, Drew Holiday. Think look at his career arc. He really kind of had this long development just like Giannis. Like Giannis kind of gradually progressed each year in the NBA. Well, if you look at Drew's stats from, from year one to year now, he's really gradually progressed as well. The NBA has become Portis. so good that way. It's like it takes older guys at it this really, point. You gotta be it, weathered. Well, yeah. and you know what, man? Bucks fans and NBA fans listening in, maybe you've seen some of this. I don't know if any of you have seen any of these articles recently about like LeBron James' son, Bronny James, like apparently being like a projected lottery pick in the 2024 draft. Well, I looked at the 2024 draft projections and not a darn person, there's not a darn person on that list that anybody's heard of. You know, it's like you're literally, you might put, go higher. <laughs> you're literally putting in like playground guys in the, in the league these days. Like Victor Wambiyama is the real deal. And, but Consider he's the 2023 done. draft. So, so speaking of Victor, uh, Victor Wembayama, probably the most skilled prospect since, like, you know, Giannis. Some people say LeBron. KD, probably. 
KD. Yeah, LeBron, like, like yeah. He, he's got handles. He's got shot-blocking ability. He's got a body like Giannis. He's very advanced. He's playing in France. Um, he might actually be playing in Spain. Don't quote me on that. I know he is French. But you look at the teams at the bottom of the league. Let's, let's check out the standings real quick. At the top of the league, it's Boston and Milwaukee. But at the bottom of the league, you got the Houston Rockets. They might send him there. You know, the NBA might might make the ping pong balls go a certain way to send him to the big market there. San Antonio go to LA. Spurs. San Antonio Spurs are the second worst team. Watch it. I would yeah. love to see the NBA send him there. You know, Charlotte Hornets cage. Charlotte Hornets. I don't think so. I don't <laughs> not think, happening. I don't not think happening. Detroit. Not happening. Not happening. Orlando Magic, not happening. Indiana Pacers, uh, not happening. Chicago Bulls, Bulls are in the Chicago seventh Bulls? spot. Dark Horse? Bulls and, Bulls and Lakers are in the seventh and eighth spot. I don't know if the Lakers have their pick. They might. I have to double check on that. But, like, to me, I think you got to look at these two teams at the bottom here, uh, both in Texas, both in pretty big markets, Houston and San Antonio. Imagine pairing Victor Wimbayama with Coach Pop. That would be special. Bucks fans, I got something. I got something to say. So you know, they just recently knocked off the Bulls about a week ago from today, February seventeenth, and the Bulls remind me of the Bucks with Brandon Jennings and Monte <laughs> Ellis. This is what same, they remind me. Same, of. bro. They have Zach Levine, like like Monte Ellis type player, right? They have Colby White, you know, like Brandon Jennings style, right? And they've got some big men that really have been tossed around the league like Drummond, you know, and they just got to blow it up. They just got to blow it up. They got to start, stop clinging on to things. And uh, last year, it was was interesting to see them, you know, come after the Bucks thinking they could do something. But uh, what's your take, Cage? I have a take. I've never thought Zach Levine was uh, a championship caliber player. You know, he's a guy who, if you put him on a bad team, he can put up these really good numbers that he has put up to this point in his career to get paid like he has at this point in his career, he's never won anything. You know, it's like, and he doesn't care about doing what it takes to win. Like, he might say the right things in interviews, but I said when the Bulls signed that guy to a huge deal, it's like, good luck. If he's your centerpiece, good luck, honestly. And the Bulls, they threw a bunch of cash at Lonzo. You know, Lonzo got his money. Why would he try anymore? And, like, frankly, he hasn't even gotten on the court again. You know, like, knee injury this, knee injury that. I'm not sure if I'm buying it. Le- you know, Levine is like, a three. If if yeah, if you're if you're being you know, kind, like if Drew you're Holiday kind. is probably a more effective championship three than Zach Levine. You know, maybe I'll get I'll get taken. I would say Levine could be one. a three though. He you know, could be like a three maybe. But you need two players better than him, and that's where the Bulls are just lacking. And uh, well, I got a Bucks, question for you. Yeah, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay, are they legit? Here's my answer. Yes. Donovan Mitchell slept on. Maybe that's a hot take, but here's a guy who everywhere he goes, he wins. And everywhere he goes, people don't think he's going to win or do anything. And and it's like maybe he will be one of those players who never clinches the deal, like what wins that championship. But you can't deny that the man is shooting like nearly 50% from the field. He's shooting 48%. He's almost 40% from three, shooting 39%. 
and he's averaging 27 points a game on the Cavs, and they're a good team, Cage. I mean, it's like... They do play defense. He, you got to give him credit. He's coached the right way. He's led the right way, and a lot of people don't realize that he's actually much younger than you would think. Donovan Mitchell is only 26 years old, born in 96, so he can still get better in, like, say, three, four years. He'll probably be in his D-Wade-type prime. True. And he may join another team, Bucks fans, and uh, you know, try and get his ship that way. But uh, see, see, may would you rather have Zach Levine or Donovan Mitchell? Because I'm taking no Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell all day. Yeah, okay. no question. I okay. mean, Mitchell is legitimate too. He's a two, in my opinion. He's, he's not a, a guy. One. Yeah, he's, he's not, not a one. one, but he's a legitimate two. He, he's like the same type caliber as say a Chris on your squad. And uh, yeah, I would say Chris is. You know, he can just get more buckets on like at a better basis, in my opinion. In the like. But he's older. He's much older. That's what he I'm is. saying. You know, and and he's more but Mitchell's a though. two. He's yeah. a legitimate two. And the Cavs are, I think, missing their one. That's where the only other teams in the East where I see with a one are the Celtics and the Sixers. And maybe I'm wrong on that, but you know, I think that's what's going to come down to in the East. KJ, those three teams. Uh, maybe the Cavs can knock off Philly. We'll see. Maybe they can, you know, give the Celtics a running, but I don't think it's going to be anything other than Bark Celtics when it all gets said and done. Do you I have uh, any final thoughts? Well, you know, the buyout market, we're kind of seeing a couple of these dominoes fall. Obviously, Kevin Love went to the Heat. He's not really interested in winning another championship. He's interested in going on the beach. Uh, we all knew that. I mean, the, I saw the Cavs were thinking about retiring his number. It's like, please don't sell yourselves that low. You know, like, you do not need to be retiring Kevin Love's number in, in Cleveland. You know, Kyrie's number, that's a different story. But LeBron's <laughs> exactly. number, that's a different story. But Kevin Love, it's like, that's poverty. LeBron's level. will be retired. Oh, for sure, man. It deserves to be. You know, he brought yeah, a championship yeah, yeah. to Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you see guys like Beverly. You know, he signed. Um, John Wall, we'll see what happens with him. Reggie Jackson is no off the market. Him. He's now with the Nuggets. That was another guy who the Bucks might have looked at. Westbrook's, That's a decent move for the Nuggets. It is, but I, I think the Nuggets are pretenders. I don't know if you can win with Jokic as your number one. Uh, you know, Westbrook on the Clips, I would like to see a little revenge exacted in the West. You know, Westbrook, make him like the, the, the leader of the second unit or whatever. We'll see how that happens. Let him go crazy. Maybe he just wants to use spite to just, you know, propel uh, a couple really impressive games. Here's a question here. for you, KJ. Yeah. Suns, Nuggets... Grizzlies, which one do you lean towards? Man, it's going to be Suns and Grizzlies if you ask me. Suns I don't think and Grizzlies the Nuggets are legit. Until the Nuggets prove otherwise for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, buyer beware. You know, I don't know if I'm buying that stock yet. I'm not buying Nuggets stock yet. I am buying Grizzlies stock. Phoenix and stock I'm for is sure <laughs> buying Bucks stock. <laughs> buying you know, those Bucks. I'm buying Bucks stock. Like like. Like Celtics, they got to beat the Celtics. You know, yeah, yeah, they got to beat the Celtics. You know, it's uh, it's interesting. Bucks fans, this is why we love the NBA. You know, there's always so much to talk about. There's always so many storylines, and the best Suns part is, one week is there's days. a there's a whole there's like a reason to this. There's a why. There's a point. There's a reason to to take out the the AirPods, the headphones, and and actually put them in your ears. It's not like we're just going through the motions here. The Bucks are going to be there. I have a feeling that the Bucks could win it all this year. You know, we certainly have the talent, but like we've talked about, the Celtics are going to be right in our way. Uh, but this isn't anything where we're like, you know, just going to get in the, the AC and getting it blown out in the first round. Like, like we're, we should be 
competing for a championship, like we said in the beginning of the show, championship window this year and every year for really, you know, Giannis's entire prime, if not longer. Um, I'm excited. You know, I want to thank everyone for joining us. Alex, any final thoughts? Bucks fans, 12-game winning streak. Hope you're enjoying the winning. I know I am, we are, and we look forward to being with you every step of the way in the playoffs. Thanks for having me, Cage. Yeah, Bucks fans, make sure to text this show to another fan, another NBA fan. Text it to a Bucks fan. Let's spread the word. Let's get on this road to the next championship because we know it's coming. Just a matter of time. Bucks pick up action Friday night. We'll see you soon, Bucks fans. Peace. Yeah, I'm feeling you. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm You're now listening to Ike Music. Let's go.